True reviews and interviews. Uh, I'm going to talk about a documentary I watched um, Christmas night uh, with my wife. We were uh, browsing for some things and happened to stumble on that. And she remembered the story. And so we ended up putting that on. It's called Dead Asleep. It's on Hulu. And it's uh, about Randy Herman Jr. um, who murdered Brooke Preston. And they were uh, friends, very close people. People were all verifying that they were very close. Um, And this was just, they could never saw this coming and all this stuff. Well, uh, Randy, there's no doubt Randy killed her. He admitted it, but his defense was that he was sleepwalking when he did it. And I called bullshit pretty quick. Um, I thought this documentary was very well done production-wise, but I think it was a shitty thing to bring to light to create any doubt at all that this kid is 100% guilty. And I'm just going off of what my feelings are from what I heard. Uh, My wife told me that before we even started that uh, Brooke's family chose not to participate in this and uh, had asked them not to do this because they weren't doing this about Brooke. They were doing this about Randy and and it's it's it was just it's misleading the fact that they wanted to call it dead asleep and make it seem like in in any sense that this is what was going on. No, this kid fucking murdered this girl, and I, I told my wife pretty quick in it. I said, you know, what if he wasn't sleeping, and he just finally decided to proclaim his love for her, and she did not feel the same, so he killed her. You know, that's what makes the most sense to me. And I said that. Within 10 minutes, 15 tops, and all of a sudden, as the story starts to unravel, it becomes very clear that that's what was going on. And um, not trying to like spoil this for anybody, but all this information is already out there. The court cases concluded. He was found guilty of first-degree murder. He tried to appeal in April of 2021, and it was denied because there's no fucking way this kid was sleeping, you know? Um they, uh, they're basically their friends in some smaller town and they end up uh, moving to Florida together for kind of a fresh start. And Brooke has a sister named Jordan. It sounds like they were all living together. So Jordan and Brooke and then Randy, douchebag Randy over here. So uh, Randy starts drinking quite a bit. You know, he's already got some predator behavior going on in my eyes from the stories that they were talking about. Um, you find out that Randy's father um, killed his own group he killed his own girlfriend and then committed suicide. And so it's kind of like, Oh, okay. So it's just kind of in your blood. Um, if that's, if that's a thing, um, although his dad wasn't really in his life, but this, this is what stuck out to me so much is he talks about how Brooke was like a sister to him so much. Well, he had his own sister and his own sister got to go move and live with his father when Randy did not get to. And he talks about how, so he clearly had some resentment for that, of course. Um, so hearing his sister talk about how he was such a great kid, you know, I don't want to hear that from you. It's your brother, but you also moved away from him as well. So I don't think you know him as well as you're trying to make it seem. And the mom, you know, what else is she going to say? He was a wonderful kid. He would never do that. He had to have been sleeping. He had issues sleepwalking as a kid. Yeah, plenty of people did. Plenty of people do. Um, they don't kill people in this fashion like that. I know there's been cases and they talk about it in this where people have been found, um, innocent based on that, their findings. This, this was not the case here. And I just really hated that they tried to portray it that way, even with the selling of it, calling it dead asleep. Like, uh, we're like, we're going to discover some 
crazy wrongdoing that occurred while this kid was asleep. No, fuck that. This kid murdered Brooke. And it's a shame that her, her family decided not to partake because, but I get it. I wouldn't want to partake either if they're trying to make this shit about Randy and in any way bring people onto his side and try to fight for his innocence. Um, he clearly had feelings for her. Um, he, was, he was drunk, acting like a fool. He, he seemed to express no remorse the next day. I mean, uh, he, he made the call to 911 himself. And they played the 911 call. It's like the most calm fucking thing I've ever heard when he's calling and reporting that there's a murder. He did it. Um, he's going to this park. Send the police. Just nothing. But then he breaks down in tears when he's being questioned later on, saying that she was like a sister to him and, you know, all this stuff. And and the, the sleepwalking thing didn't come up until somebody came in to question him um, about his mental state and apparently that was the last question they asked because he had no other signs of mental health issues with trauma in any sense, no brain injuries, anything like that. So when they asked, have you ever had an issue with sleepwalking? He goes, I have. And so kudos to his public defender for trying so hard. You don't usually expect that from a pub public pretender, or my bad, <laughs> a public defender. But um, it was just, it was ridiculous. Um, he, he requests for her, so... She had texted her friend to come pick her up because she was ready to kill Randy. Um, I'm assuming just out of frustration she says that because he was acting like a drunk idiot. Um, and so the friend came over to get her and they leave and Randy keeps drinking. You know, this was after a whole day of drinking together. And so she leaves. And the next day, you know, Randy's claiming that he's just chilling at the house and gets a message from Brooks saying that uh, they're going to breakfast and asks if he wants to come. And he's like, oh, I'm so hungover. I'm just going to get some sleep. Um, and she's like, okay. Uh, and she's leaving to go live with her boyfriend in another state that day and was going to go get the rest of her stuff. Well, he says, please come to the house before you leave. I have a shirt um, to give to your, your, your boyfriend. And this isn't a new boyfriend. She's been off and on with him for a while. Well, this is his moment. This is the moment where... He's going to lose her. You know, he lost his father before his father killed himself. Um, he lost his sister when she went to go live with his dad. You know, he's he's had this weird connection with this girl for so long. Well, I think he he probably wanted to lure her in one more time and plead his case to stay. He loves her. Um, none of those messages were apologetic for his behavior the night before. It was just clear cut. Come over. I have something to give you for your boyfriend, please. Um, and she comes over and then she ends up dead so um you know people in the documentary talk about he was fun to drink with he was always smiling um all this stuff but nobody not i don't recall one story of him sleepwalking as an adult or from the people who truly lived with him and spent all this time with him you know it's like if this was a thing why was nobody else talking about it other than his parents or his mother um, about when he was a little bit younger and things like that. You know, he had a crazy love for knives already. He slept with a hunting knife attached to his bedpost. Um, he had work history of cutting meat, cutting the flesh off jaw bones, just repeatedly dead end job, as he said. So he was already familiar with that feeling. 
Um, and then he st he wasn't working anymore. He had a $10,000 inheritance from after his father passed. So he was trying to live off of that. He states in that that he noticed he it was going down the drain because he was drinking a lot, not working. So, you know, he's about, he's about to lose the girl he loves. The girl, he says, was like a sister to him, even though he had his own sister and she left him too. And uh, he remembers vividly standing over the body. He says that. That's when he woke up and came to. Um, but he doesn't remember getting dressed and grabbing his keys and driving away to call 911 to report the murder in the calmest manner ever. I call bullshit. Sorry, Randy. You know, uh, like I say, he breaks down in tears when he's being questioned by the police about this, but nothing when he makes the call. You know, he was so mellow. Uh, and that's what people referred to him as he was just so, such a mellow kid never violent he would never do this it doesn't make sense well that's pretty much what everybody says about every mass murderer ever if you ever listen to the interview so um it was 22 minutes from when she arrived until he left so this very short period um he knew she was on her way you know his whole claim is that he was having this text discussion with her and then he went back to sleep she arrived to the house. He woke up, had a conversation with her, showed her where the shirt for the boyfriend was, and then went back to sleep and then woke up over her dead body, all in the matter of 22 minutes. Um, it, the text messages, they don't look like they were written by somebody in and out of sleep, going back and forth. Hung, they look very well written, um, formulated by a wide awake person, in my perspective, from somebody who's made a lot of text messages while drunk, hungover, half asleep. They don't look like that. Um, so I believe he was wide awake, ready for this moment. What a, what a perfect way to lure the girl in for one last time. Um, so he, he was found guilty of first-degree murder. He wasn't counting on the camera footage, I don't think, from across the street that they had, which put that timeline together. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's what really helped fuck him the most. And, you know, he was sentenced to life without parole. He, like I said, I think I said this, he appealed in April of 2021. He was already denied. Uh, and, you know, that's, I believe that's where he belongs. You know, there's still people out there that I'm sure believe he was sleepwalking. Um, I just, I, uh, I, I hope it's not an overwhelming amount. I hope this doesn't take off to be something because we know how powerful these documentaries can be. So the fact is, you know, Brooke, Brooke Preston was murdered by this kid, Randy, without a doubt and it, it's a it's a shame because she didn't deserve that um, no matter what the reason was and this kid was uh clearly disturbed anyways awake or not um i wish she would have got away from him sooner so uh if you want to check it out it's on hulu i think it was under the um like december's fan picks um so if you got the subscription on there it's called dead asleep randy herman jr murders brooke preston